Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to a special episode of Tower Casuals, a midweek episode, bonus episode, talking all about the Vow of the Disciple raid. I am your host, Josh, and joining me tonight is the Iron Lord, Yidus Deletus himself, the wielder of Lubare's Ruin, A1 Johnny. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, uh, John is filling in for us very, 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 very last minute, I might add. Um, the the guests that we had slated to appear, uh, Colonel Panic and Nerd Generalist, both had some family things come up tonight. So, John, thank you so much for uh, for jumping in right after you got off work. Uh, I, I messaged him maybe three hours ago, and of course his response was immediately, yes, of course. So, here's what we're going to do tonight, everyone. We're going to break down all the encounters. <clears throat> we're going to break down the encounters. We're going to give overall impressions of the raid. We're going to talk about the suite of raid weapons. We're going to talk about collective obligation, the exotic that John managed to get. And then we're going to rank the overall uh, Destiny 2 raids. Uh, where does this fit in for us in the grander scheme of things? And when I say Destiny 2 raids, that of course does mean raids in Destiny 2. We are going to omit Vault of Glass. Vault of Glass is a reprised Oof. raid. So we are going to omit Vog. So sorry, Vog. Um, I'm I'm partially uh, omitting it for myself so that I'm not held back by nostalgic feelings. Um, <laughs> Atheon's down bad today, it seems. <laughs> Atheon's down bad, uh, but raids have just uh, as we talked about in our, our raid episode. God, if you if you've been with us this long, about 15, 16 months ago, when we ranked the raids, um, Vog tends to have uh, a lot of nostalgic feelings behind it. Uh, but it was really, it, there was this sense when you walked into Vog that it was unlike anything you'd ever experienced before. I had that same feeling stepping into the pyramid in Vow of the Disciple. Ooh. Uh, you, you, get, you get through this swamp area, right? And, I mean, listen, it was a bit of a slog for everyone. Everyone's getting ant-eatered left and right. Our team somehow was totally immune to that. I don't know how. We were totally yep. immune to it. I wish that a more competent team would have gotten our luck. Yeah, I was about to say, our, I, our day one clear wasn't missed because of uh, errors, unfortunately. We're just... No, our day one clear was missed because of, of a fucking guy <laughs> named the Caretaker. Um, <laughs> you, you, you get to this swampy area and you're like, okay, uh, yeah, this is this is more of, you know, what, what we have in, in the light blade strike. I don't know how I really feel about this. Not really digging it. Of course, you enter through uh, the Misama area. And then you step into the pyramid. And it's just, it's unlike anything you've experienced in the game before. It is, it's totally different than the European or Moon pyramids. And it kind of gives you this feeling that every single pyramid is totally different. And you look at the outside of these things, and you're like, how big are they really inside? This really gives you a sense of the scope. You know, you jump down this big chasm. Uh, you're, you're seeing this dissected worm, by the way. You, you <laughs> jump into this chasm, and then you walk out. You walk out, you kind of walk out of the opening room, and you get a sense of just how gigantic this fucking place is. And you're going to go all the way off, off in the distance. You see this gigantic glowing block with, like, this red lightning around it. And there's a worm god underneath it with its mouth open. And the, the lore the behind coolest... it is... Yeah. One, one of the one coolest, of the coolest just set, set pieces. Like, <laughs> I, I I mean, God, I cannot give enough praise to the to the art team, to the design team on the overall feel of this raid. I feel like this 
you, you know, not every raid we can say raises the bar for the game. Um, but this, I, I feel in terms of mechanics, it's the most mechanically sound since Last Wish. And I think it's probably the best, it's easily the best design since, I mean, we've only had what, one raid. Uh, but it's probably, the, it's definitely the best designed raid since Garden of Salvation. It's like the, the feeling of dread you have throughout this whole thing is just masterfully done. Yeah. Right? Like they, you never know what's going to pop out. This team just doesn't what, miss, man. <laughs> no, they, they don't miss. And I mean, we, we noted um, that some of the raid team had been moved over to craft the legendary campaign. Not just the legendary campaign, but the craft the campaign. And it, it's evident when you play that campaign that this team clearly had influence on it. Um, in fact, one of the raid leads is now the campaign lead. Uh, he was the campaign lead on um, the Witch Queen. He's the campaign lead for Lightfall going forward. Um, I feel so bad that I, I'm just totally blanking on a name right now. Um, I remember it, we'll, come, we'll come back to it. Yes, yes, Andrew Andrew Hops. Okay. Andrew Hops. Yeah, is the uh, is the campaign lead for the Witch Queen. He will be the lead for Lightfall, uh, and you know, well deserved. We talked about the campaign. Yeah, well, very well deserved. I mean, and remember, you know, Joe Blackburn, the game director, came from raids. Luke Smith came from raids. Like, there's a recurring theme here, right? <laughs> and you know, we we see what happens when Bungie has the resources for these end game PVE moments. Um, the mechanics in this raid never feel punishing, though. They're difficult, but they don't feel punishing. They feel just challenging enough until you learn them, and then you're like, it's like every other raid, with the exception of Garden of Salvation. It's like, oh, it comes down to timing and execution. And, and this, memorizing this 39 pulled... symbols. <laughs> God, dude, uh, I, I swear. So today in <laughs> Destiny has a flashcard feature for this now, and it's actually really funny. <laughs> Um, no way. But all of us trying to come up with names because we didn't have the bungee names that they provided us. There's a there's a big wish wall when you're headed to the first encounter, and of course that will probably unlock some sort of mechanic once people play with it more. But there are names for each of the symbols, and we didn't quite know those. There's one that is supposed to be Black Garden, and we definitely kept calling, or at least I kept calling it Utah. Um, because if you've ever been to the American Southwest, it looks, it like, looks like a, looks like a silhouette. Mason. If you've, yeah. if you've ever, I find it funny that I'm calling it Utah. The more apt comparison is probably, uh, North Arizona. Uh, but I, when I said it for the first, when I said Utah, American Southwest, I was just throwing all these names out. Uh, our buddy Phil was just cracking up because, uh, you know, <laughs> John and Phil grew up in Arizona. So, and I, I'm from Texas. It was very funny to us. I think that our guys who live up in Pennsylvania were like, what the fuck? What are you guys even talking about? Uh, but, you know, you go through these encounters and the the arenas feel large for once in some of these encounters. Like there, But there is one encounter that feels so claustrophobic as you're working your way through and you get to the third encounter, you get to Exhibition. And you have to juggle three different relics in this fucking encounter. We'll break down the encounter here in a minute, but the the very end room is like the most claustrophobic I think I've ever felt in Destiny. Like, especially because you're building up stacks of darkness and slowly going blind. Uh, well, it's such blast, a chaotic it's fight. Just like, oh my God. <laughs> it's a chaotic fight. It's it, it low ceilings in here. So not great <laughs> for the, uh, the, 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 
uh, stompy wearing hunter with triple jump on who's trying to fervently heal. Everybody's calling for heals and I'm just like running across the room repeatedly. Uh, I can't drop the relic to shoot off a super to help anybody. Um, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It, it, it's wild. You're doing all this. There's jumping puzzles that are, and the jumping puzzles are so intuitive here. You have to send one person on ahead and another person be shooting the toggle for them until they get to a checkpoint area and then all the platforms open for everybody else to follow. While this is happening, you have all these enemies spawning around you and it doesn't matter. You wipe them all, they're all just going to spawn again. Yep. Um, it's great. It kind of feels like eventually it'll be like a new thrall way, probably. Um, but I, I really enjoy the design of all this. And just when you think it can't get any better. You get to the final boss. You get to Rourke. Who... Oryx, I'm sorry. You've been voted off the island. You are no yep. longer the biggest, most terrifying thing <sighs> we've fought in Destiny. Um, Both in lore and in just presentation, right? Like... <laughs> um, this guy is scarier than the Witness. The Witness looks like fucking Megamind. This guy looks like uh, the robot giant robot being that the Eternals talk to. Uh, that's what this dude's face reminded me of, especially when he got zoomed in on, and you can see the symbols on his eyes. And one yeah. of them very much looks like one of the Hive symbols uh, that we have grown so accustomed to seeing over the past couple of years. Uh, th this guy is utterly terrifying. We said we didn't want boss stomps anymore, and Bungie went, okay, we're gonna do boss kicks. He's gonna <laughs> kick, did not he's gonna skip kick the fuck out of you. Uh, he did not skip leg day. We all knew this going into it. We were all dodging around. You know, we're all running around. Somebody was dead, and I was like, oh, I'm going to run over and get them. Of course, as I sprint and slide over to them, this guy rushes at me with his glaive, and as I'm getting the res, I get fucking ragdolled across the room. Like, my body just got punted. It was gone. My ghost was still there. My body just kept flying. I was back. I was spawned back, and my body was still flying. Even on the first it's, clear, when everything's tense and everyone's hungry for that W, it was still funny to see people get yeeted by this boss. <laughs> oh my god, it, it's it's incredible. One of the absolute best clip, I think the best clip that sums it up, came from uh, Fallout Plays is Clear. And um, he was the one who got ragdolled in there. Like, there's like three people down. Fallout gets kicked and Jay overrated is with them. And he's just like, he hits like a high pitched squeal laugh. <laughs> it's an incredible clip. I encourage you to go find it, but that sums up. It, it's terrifying, but it's hilarious at the same time. Right. It was funnier for us not being on contest mode when we got here. <laughs> like uh, spoilers ant eaters were not the reason we did not clear the raid on day one. It was that fucking caretaker. <laughs> What are you talking about, Josh? We kept getting kicks. Oh, too bad. Oh we would have clutched it day one. I mean, I kept getting, I, my guardian kept getting kicked in the balls, but uh, <laughs> it was by two uh, taken wizards as soon as I would open up the door. Uh, this is just, it's it's wild. Like the, the mechanics are probably the most, I would say the most complex since uh, Last Wish, but they're not. They're not complex in a way that's punishing. They're actually, once you start learning the symbols, it's actually not that bad. This The first encounter, so let's start the first encounter. Uh, we're we're going to skip the opening. You can go, everybody can go experience the opening for themselves in the uh, mission that unlocked after Worlds First was completed. Go watch you a cool cutscene if you haven't. 
and then jump in and do that mission. Highly encourage going in with a fire team though, because it's tedious to do it by yourself. When you're in this first encounter, there are there's nine doors here, and it's very much it's a, a triangle. Ultimately, you can't really tell, but it feels like it's a triangle because there's the point that you come in at. There's another point off to the side, and then there's a third point, right? You exit through the base of the triangle. The amount of time we spent learning how to open these doors was absurd. Um, I, I am almost ashamed to say how long it took us to figure out. We figured out the actual mechanic before figuring out how to open up the fucking door. Yep, we, we figured it all out, and then we're like, but how the fuck do we open these doors? I mean, because I was starting to string them together. <laughs> we would get, like, two in my rooms, and I was like, oh my god, yep. we just need, like, one more. And we couldn't figure out how to open it, and when we finally figured it out, we felt so stupid. Yep. Um, I just remember together. while we were all having a having a couch or you know a coaching moment of like, okay, what do we got to do? What are we missing? And I turn yeah. around and see that little that little diamond that you shoot to start the encounter was still there, and I shoot it, and sure as shit, the door opens. I had done. I cannot believe. I I, I shit you not. I had done literally everything humanly possible in that room. I had shot every symbol. I've gone into every room that I could. I had killed every <laughs> champion. I had killed every one of the orange bars. Like. There was nothing else to do. And then we see that the toggle is still there. Once you figure it out, I mean, and on contest, nothing prepares you for contest mode in this game. Um, yeah. I think as an aside, John and I have, I think, joined the chorus of players calling for contest to be a permanent addition to the game as a selectable difficulty. Absolutely. Um, I think I, I think Bife said it the best. Um, his proposal was, okay, have the have have the raid race. Anybody who wants to try and clear it has to load in the contest. But the second that the world's first happens, whether it's twelve hours or twenty four hours, whenever world's first happens, contest mode get an in game notification or something, or you know next time you wipe you get a notification that says, hey, if you want to back out, you can load in on regular. You can load in on yeah. regular and continue. Unlock normal mode right away, but anyone who clears it on contest that first twenty four hours still gets the emblem. You have the nor you have the regular emblem for everybody, and then contest mode selectable. Put something special in there. A, 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 an emblem's not going to get most of us back in there, right? But if you put nope. if you put some sort of special cosmetic in there or guarantee the raid exotic out of it, maybe I think yeah. that that well, would be a way to crap. do it. I mean, cra weapon crafting as it launched is a whole other podcast, I feel. But, mm -hmm. you know, increased drop rates on those red borders. I mean, there's a lot they could do there. The, um, there's a lot of things. That raid mementos, do. you know? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so we know raid mementos are coming. I suspect that'll be an addition that gets added with master mode when it gets introduced. But I would say... I know we're at least getting a sparrow in the master mode. I would say let's cut out... At this point, I'm, I'm joining a chorus of saying... Let's cut out master mode and just make contest master because it literally is. Nothing is a bigger challenge in this game than saying you cleared a raid on contest mode. There is no bigger brag. Yeah. Soloing a dungeon, soloing a GM. Okay, cool. Like those are fun little bragging rights. There's emblems for the dungeons and stuff. But clearing a raid on contest is a whole other animal, especially on one like this. I think at the end of the 24 hours, it was on pace to be like the second least cleared raid in D2 in the first 24 hours. Like there were there were 900 teams that had made it through and I think one or two yeah. like some not just one or two but a handful of those were repeat going through 
um, the glads of the world, so to speak. Um, or, you know, Datto getting I, footage for uh, his his guides. I, I do wonder how it was affect how that number was affected by people knowing they had a full 48, like how many teams said, okay, let's get some sleep and hit it tomorrow. Oh, uh, you know, knowing. I know, I know for a fact, several of the people that we like to watch uh, said that that once they heard that news, they kept going at it, but most of them were at caretaker or at exhibition when they stopped. Mm-hmm. Almost none of the teams that we know that quit and came back had hit the boss yet. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, who was it? I want to say it was Fallout was talking about it, saying that letting us get a good night's sleep and come back energized, like, and knowing we had all day Sunday to work on this was just phenomenal. Um, yeah, you, we we experienced that just uh, just this weekend. I know it wasn't contest, but yeah. teaching new people the raid. You know, took us a couple hours to get through the third encounter. We kept slipping on the boss. We came back the next day and literally crushed him in 30 minutes. Like, we had one goof and wiped and then, boom, killed him the next run. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, we, we experienced that with Deepstone also, right? Yep. Um, I know, you know, the we were on separate teams during Deepstone. Um, but almost everybody, even people we really respected, were getting hung up at A-Tracks. People were literally leaving the raid to go and get Lament and realizing that that was the play. And so they were grinding out the Lament quest during contest mode to get back in there and do it. Once you got past Atrax, boom, the rest of it was cake. It was still hard, don't get me wrong, because of the snipers. But man, Atrax is still probably the roughest encounter. Yeah, I I, I think they're they're probably going to keep that trend going of Mm -hmm. having a early to mid DPS check to really met, test your might on, on contests. So yeah, I, I want to talk DPS check here in a minute because I, I want to finish getting through this first encounter real fast. It, there, there's, you know, there's the three symbols you got to go through. And I thought it was really kind of ingenious. I that they split it into light and dark and you have the symbols even correlate with light and dark side. Yeah, uh, that are on. It tells you where to go for the uh, go kill the the key keeper. Essentially, the, these taken knights. You've got these uh, unstoppable abominations spawning in, and you go into the room. You go into whatever room the second symbol is, and you have to kill a glyph keeper in there. And this is again the beginning of like a base thing for the entire rest of the raid, right? Like they've just been doing, and it all just flows. Like if you can't get that first room down, we saw the stats from the raid. There were like 600,000 people or something that loaded into the raid. A third of those, I think, cleared the first encounter <laughs> on contest mode. Like most people were just giving up by the time they got there. Like, so, so a good chunk of those people didn't even make it into the raid. And I suspect because of anteater errors or some people who like more casual players who said, fuck this, I'm done. Had that happened yeah, to us, didn't... I probably would have had the same attitude if we had gotten bounced as much as some of these actual races. Yeah, especially with how the how the errors were working, where you would clear an encounter, someone would get booted, then when you load it back in, you had to do the whole encounter over. Yep. You know? Yep. That's just a, a gut punch. But Yeah, I, I'm i not a fan of that. Um, there were a lot of issues and. We can basically sum it up to, if I remember correctly, this is the most they've ever had on day one of a raid ever by far. Yeah. 600,000, like five five to 600,000 people. Since I think the exact number, I, I'm misquoting when I say 600,000. I think the exact number is like 525,000. That is insane. That's, 
for the pinnacle that's like a activity third of, of the game. That's like a third of the co-current, co-current player base, right? Like that is hover between like 1.52 million. If, if if Witch Queen, because we know Witch Queen hit a million pre-orders at the end of January. If it hit like one, let's say 1.2 million had bought it. That is almost half yeah. of the player base attempted to play the raid on day one. Yeah. That is, that that's wild almost. And you have to own Witch Queen to go into the raid. So that's, that's nuts. You're working your way through this encounter. And when you get into the next room, when you talk DPS checks, DPS was not the problem for our team we were finding. It was all <laughs> of the snipers and the ads. But this, this bastard has, I can't, 23 million health points. Jesus, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look up his official stats. Atheon, for the record, has 12.5. Jesus. Okay. And well, this, Josh, I'm glad, I'm proud of our team for, for showing up with that, at least. We had no problems hitting max DPS on, on contest. No, and when we would actually make it to the second or uh, second floor and stuff and make it to the DPS, we had plenty of ammo. We had plenty of heavy. We all switched, uh, those of us who weren't running the galley, all switched over to Outbreak. And, I mean, John and I on the contest over here doing 15k a hit. It yep. was fantastic. But at a certain point... You just, you can't, you don't have enough reses. And there, there's just too, there's too many snipers to deal with. And it's like, okay, you can't be, you have to be on snipe duty, but you also have to run and you have to remember all the symbols and you're still learning where everything is inside these rooms. God forbid you die because then the symbols randomize on you. It, it, it's terrible. But I think this encounter is so cool the way that it does. The stun mechanic is fascinating to me. On, on it felt game. like the perfect titan job like that was my job that entire room is you need to get right in this ogre's face and uh, make yeah, sure we, he doesn't put, climb the uh, staircase we put johnny and <laughs> we, we put john and joe on either side of the uh on either side of the ogre and they were just they were they were doing an awesome job they were stunning it so well that we would be done with the symbols and he wouldn't even be off his middle platform yet so we just have to like all go hang out in the middle and clear ads and let him just stroll on over and hope he doesn't kill us. <laughs> um, you know, you do that. Uh, we had uh, two of our, we had our two warlocks stationed on either side of the obelisk, helping us shoot and just continually dropping rifts or wells for uh, myself and our other runner to heal in. And God, that is just, that's the way to go. I mean, I'd come out, I'd take some pot shots with Outbreak at some of the snipers, especially off contest, and just boom, they're dropping like three bursts, they're down. Um, Those rooms get, as the outside becomes a little bit more open and you can kind of see things a little bit clearer, the inside becomes harder and harder and becomes more and more vertical. Uh, it's wild. You almost have to have stompies at a certain, not even stompies. I would say you need to have like a double or triple jump though at a certain point, because I would have to, I would be jumping and sprinting to the back of the room to get all the symbols I could see. And then on the way back, I'd be like, oh shit, there's one up above. I'm going to have to, I already know I'm going to have to get that one next. So let me go drop my symbols, get my pervading darkness on, then jump back in there and grab that last one that I saw that I know only I can get up to in a quick amount of time. Um, uh, you get through this. And I I love his I love his final stands so much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, where you have three plates again. You know, you, you do your DPS on these plates, and like, oh, it's like callous, right? Like, you know, you're empowered, and then it goes away, and so you have to move. 
and you're only doing you can only do damage on the plate, which is a problem for us hunters using Mobius Quiver because there's they know exactly what they're doing. There's fucking pillars in the way, but you can't jump you can up hear. above them because you're too far away. John can't eat them. Yep, I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> it's it's rough. It, it, it's a tough look. And as you're advancing in this final room and he's doing his final stand, you're walking closer to him as he's getting closer to you. And it's just like, I really don't want to get to that third plate. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where uh, the outbreaks just kind of, all of a sudden you're just hearing five outbreaks going. And because there's so many particles everywhere. So many of us are dumping in. It's like 15, 20, 30 K, like all at all at once. It's just absolutely wild. Everything hitting is doing damage too. Like every single little SIVA particle. There's all these numbers. I'm just like, oh God, please don't crash. Please don't crash. Please don't crash. Uh, you go from there into this uh, into the awesome jumping puzzle I described. Getting to the secret chest is a trip. And I really, really like getting to the secret chest. Um, I think that's a lot of fun. And then you enter Exhibition, which may just be one of the best designed encounters of all time in a Destiny raid. It's by far one of the most infuriating. When I saw the the stupid little rock laser from Leviathan at the mm -hmm. beginning, I thought that was so fucking cool. And then they give us the Vog Relic and the Eye of Riven, and it ties into the whole thing about this guy being like a collector, right? Of yeah. like taking tokens from different species and civilizations, and it's just chef's kiss. Chef's fucking kiss. It, 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 it's crazy, you know. You, you pick up that relic, and it's like, okay, well, that's interesting. Then you you, you open the next door, and you you match your symbols up. You're like, okay, you open up the next door, and uh, there's a second relic here. That's a problem. And you realize that it's the Aegis Shield. So you're picking that up, and you're like, okay, you know, uh, like I, I was like, ah, I'll run it in here. I I, I like running relic in Vogue. I'll run it here. You get through that. Second room gets a little chaotic, you know. You, and then you There's realize going on. you realize only people with relics can read some of the symbols and vice versa. Then you get to the third room. And this is usually where it all just goes to hell. The third room is massive. It's fucking huge. It's wide. It's it's wide and it's vertical. So if you have the shield congratulations you're trying to dash across as quickly as humanly possible to heal everybody you are just constantly moving but you're beating the shit out of everything in between you too there are taken night spawning that have to be dropped to extend your timer we're trying to extinguish uh taken rifts now with uh, with the eye of ribbon because there's so many taken spawning it now and you're like okay is that the end is that the end <laughs> my friends if you don't die by all the screams oh waiting my god you. dude the screams so <laughs> in the, the door the screams going into um the third break room in between second and third rooms uh are easy to avoid it's just like oh okay when you go into the fourth break room they're right there the second you open that door and it's just like oh god clear clear or jump high and yeah, as I, everyone's panicking we've got 10 seconds on the clock yeah, and I mean, you, you, an have, you have no time <laughs> I don't think anything was making John more nervous than me and Phil basically screaming nobody lives forever and jumping over everything. <laughs> um, keep in mind, I'm not able to go invisible while holding the relic. 
And that's the <laughs> final plot twist, right? Is you can't just run the same relic through all five rooms. You have to constantly Nor can you pick it up, do something and or nor nor can you drop it and do yeah. something and pick it up again like you can. Once you drop that thing, you've got like a what is it, a thirty second debuff that won't Some, let you pick it up. Something like that. Again. Yeah, something like that. It yeah. it was absolutely wild. You have a little bit of time to kind of catch your breath in these break rooms. The fourth room, I've never had a feeling of claustrophobia. I got it here. Because the ceilings are so low. It's so, you literally, you can bounce off of them. If you're a warlock, I can't tell you the amount of times I saw a warlock just glide off the edge um, to their death because they couldn't grab the ledge. There's a big floating, there's a couple big floating platforms in the middle. And there's there's two big rooms on the left and right side. And then there's just this gigantic open area in the back with, a me- I, c- I can't even tell you how many. I All I can describe it as is a metric fuckton of enemies in the that's, back. That's appropriate. That's probes. And if you have somehow made it this far, let me tell you something. The mechanics in this room are actually easier than in the third room because it's a smaller room overall. But there is just so much shit happening. There is nowhere that you can hide, that you can heal. Uh, I am over here with the shield while people are screaming for, uh, for you know, cleanse me, cleanse me, and I'm trying to kill glyph keepers with just the shield because of that thing's a pretty badass melee weapon on top of that, and the super was just <laughs> it's, it's basically the titan super. Right? I was, yeah, I was just <laughs> eating uh, glyph keepers off the side of the map to save us some time, and you know, but running around being like, oh, I got taken bubbles over here. Follow me, I'll cleanse as we go. Let's go, and like somebody would call i'm dead i didn't get cleansed it's fine we're leaving you we're out of res tokens as as long as three of us make it we're okay um just the complete pandemonium you get in there of course a whole army of screams as you go in to dunk these one last time and you're like okay thank god nothing can possibly be worse than that it gets worse you finish exhibition and you go to dominion which the entrance to dominion is one of the coolest things you jump down a very long distance onto the arena where you're gonna fight rook who has been like shit talking you the entire raid by the way oh yeah basically calling you basically calling you like a parasite and like you just (laughs) won't die and so you get down there and this guy the entire fight is him fucking with you this guy is not scared. Even when you damage him, he's not scared. He's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to actually try now because they, they've been shooting at me. They broke through a little bit of my shield. I'm going to actually try to kill them now. I'm going to actually pick up my weapon, I guess. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I'll use my weapon more than just like swiping at you. And you, you know, you're, it, it's it's combining everything, right? You're, you're dunking things. Only certain people can see certain things and call out. This is actually really mechanically easy, in all frankness. For a final boss fight, I'm shocked at how they, easy they, the mechanics were. Yeah, I think they did an awesome job of setting up the... I mean, I know they do this in every raid, but I think they did it here better than they have in other raids of making you learn those till they're muscle memory. So by yep. the time you get to the boss, really the only new thing is trading that buff, right? The, the uh, of, of Yeah, and I mean, the, the buff... I mean, so you can definitely do it with more than... You can have two people running at once if you're going for a speed run. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, why why chance it? Just take a little bit longer and do it. Yeah. When you get up to the ball, I will say, when you finally are basically granted his presence, 
and you can walk up onto the actual boss floor. Uh, you get the impression that's probably where the dude's thrown is, right? You get up there, and there's four corners, and there's, again, fucking symbols. But everything is, like, very constrained, and there's shadow, there's shadow crawl coming at you. There's this dude charging at you. Um, and you're trying not to accidentally shoot the staff because you don't want to become the one empowered. But you also don't want to get hit by his attack because pervading darkness. Um, you also don't want to get kicked. You also don't <laughs> want to get kicked. Uh, you don't want to get ragdolled like me. His attacks can also push you off, and God, Godspeed if you're a warlock and you get pushed off, you're done. Um, <laughs> there, There is no saving that. There is no recovering that. I saw a hilarious video. Somebody was the last person on his fire team alive. He jumped off the arena and floated around the back. And Rulk literally walked out on air and kicked him. Yep. And yep. I know what you're talking the about. The community yeah. managers <laughs> responded with, what the hell? Like, they were completely un... Damage was completely unaware this was a thing, apparently. <laughs> Rulk doesn't give a fuck. He really does not give a fuck. So you do this three times. <laughs> And he goes into Final Stand. And Final Stand, canonically Final Stand, is the is the last 10% of his health. It is the only time he actually shows his full power. And he only shows us a glimpse of it. Because 10 seconds literally would have obliterated us. We are like, we are one of, for reference, we are probably like third or fourth on the hierarchy chart of most powerful beings in the universe that we yeah. know of. It's like, it goes like the Witness, Rulk, and like us slash Marasav. And then everybody else is below us, basically. Um, <laughs> we are treated like, just, again, we're, we're just ragdolls to this guy. I can't tell yeah. you the amount of times so we're trying to clear it. Was, Go ahead. It was like in, in Infinity War when, you know, Black Widow and, and, and Falcon were trying to fight Thanos in the last stand. You know, that's how little he cared about us for most of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, uh, I very much felt, uh, th there were, a, now there were a few moments that I think we all felt like Steve Rogers fighting Thanos. <laughs> um, I, I swear to God, we, we were so perfectly synergized at times that it was, it was very much the gif of Tony and Pepper back to back shooting the, the chest lasers. That's very yep. much how it felt at times. Just like, okay, we're backed into a corner. Here the guy comes. Let's kill all the Shadow Thrall and save each other. <laughs> I keep saying we need to have two-person supers because I really wanted John to just throw me at the boss. I want to like just generate oh, a lightning spear and have him just hurl me. <laughs> uh, or like give me like this, this giant, like give me my two uh, spectral blades and let me just stab him into his eyes for like 200k. Just like how glorious Look, that would be. They they didn't add that little bit about Shahan like shooting his golden gun into the ground and giving everyone around him golden guns. They didn't write that in there if they're not planning on doing that. I, I mean, I'm just if, if I'm able to do that instead of Celestial Nighthawk, I can't wait to do that. And basically be like, to me, my X-Men, and then do yep. that. And make everyone's rockets golden guns. Like, come on. Dude, I, John, my reaction would be not safe for work. We would not be able to publish this on Spotify or on YouTube. Um, I would have to contact my doctor. That's, that's how intense this would get. But 
of course, you know, you, you finally kill Rule. And the 10 seconds thing is not an exaggeration. It's literally the fastest final stand in Destiny history. You have 10 seconds and it to makes kill it, this guy. And you're going It makes blind. it feel so good. Because, yeah, you're glowing blind. Usually someone goes down. You have, you see that like six seconds left on the timer. Oh, it, it feels so hectic. It, it, it's awesome. They nailed it. It's awesome. <laughs> um, last night, you know, everybody had used their supers. He had like a sliver of health. And I needed to reload my rocket. And of course, you know, I, I've been on Divinity the whole the whole encounter. I am the only one with any amount of heavy left. John's like, everybody's going down. John's like, just primary him, just primary him. Outbreaks. outbreaks. I got my dodge back at eight seconds. <laughs> uh, ticked down at eight stacks of pervading darkness. So I got it off just before it would have taken my dodge away. Fired a rocket at nine, and at ten it hit. And we got the clear. All of a sudden, just like, everyone's like, no! Because our screens went completely black. And then all of a sudden, boom! Like, it's pure light. There's an exotic Ingram in the air. This dude's a fucking tree. Uh, <laughs> it's absolutely wild. Like, And he's shit-talking you the entire fight, too. He's basically like, oh. Like he, he said, I got the dialogue the other night. We got him all the way down, almost. became like a, a pube of health left, right? Like, yep. right before final stakes. That's what you want to do. You just want to primary him in that third phase. Let him go to almost enrage. Primary him and then fire all your supers just for the guaranteed kill. But yep. he he goes, oh, you made me bleed a little. And like, condescendingly. And I very much get, like, the impression of all that for a drop of blood. Uh, was This guy, he's very much like Thanos in Infinity War, right? Like, he thinks there's no way he can lose. This and that. The only difference is we actually beat the shit out of him, right? Like, we actually get the kill, and yet you get this unsettling feeling that he's not actually dead. Um, If he really is that powerful. But then again, we th- let me turn this bastard into a gun, okay? Like, it is, it is a rule that if they are more powerful than me and I beat them, they get to become a gun. Hey, this time they just skipped that and gave you his weapon. So, okay, right? well, let's, let's talk the weapon suite for a minute. I I I love the weapon suite in this raid. First off, I love the design. Uh, this and the armor. I, the armor I think has varying pieces. I don't think anybody has a fully good set of it. Um, I the hunter helmet is fucking goofy. It has a smiley face on it. Um, <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. it. I fucking hate this thing. This That's is a trade off second... for you getting the literally the coolest cape they have ever made for a hunter ever. uh we got we got a top five cape we got the best chest piece they've ever made by far yep um and then you realize that like the rest of the hunter armor just kind of like sucks ass but everybody got like one or two best in class pieces the the titan helmet is incredible Yep. Uh, I, Same for the Fluver helmet. The I, like, warlock I, helmet I, I like. Cool. I like the the warlock helmet. If we had to sacrifice our helmets for y'all, then I'm okay with that. The warlock <laughs> class item is really good too. I really like that. Um, but these weapons, I cannot get over the fact that I like that they give you his glaive as a legendary, and it can only drop. That's the only weapon that can only drop from one encounter, besides the exotic, obviously. That can only drop from the final boss. It can only drop from him. Uh, Lubar's Ruin. And I cannot get over the fact that this is not an exotic weapon. I know. My mind is blown. I, I it, literally it has... cannot <laughs> grasp how this is not an exotic weapon. And we got we got not one, 
Not two, but we got three shit-ass exotic glaives. And then you have this glaive that Homeboy used to literally slaughter, like, untold trillions of, of, of civilizations. His entire planet! <laughs> On top of that, he, slayed, he, he, he has slayed dozens, if not hundreds, of civilizations. He has manipulated, uh, helped manipulate the krill into becoming the hive. He was behind yeah. part of the corruption of Sathona in the Savathun. He, he made the hive what they are. He they, you know, <laughs> the rib of a leviathan to beat the worm god in the pyramid into submission. <laughs> he uses it as a billy club. He's really? killed a traveler. <laughs> He's he has killed a traveler. This guy is terrifying, and yet He's a Gigachad. Lubar's ruin is a legendary solar glaive. I cannot get over this. <laughs> it just God. And 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 we'll it's get to the rate of <laughs> I, I, we'll get to the raid exotic in a second. Yeah, but I, I want to go through the legendary it, it, suite first, but I just, I can't get over that. This is like, yeah, maybe one of my only criticisms of the entire raid is, don't get me wrong, the raid exotic it, is really cool. I think it probably should have been. The, no, it's, it, it's a super unique thing. It should have had something to do with Void 3.0. Yeah. There should have been something yep. like Korra had a mission for, yep. right? Yep, 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 yep. I think, honestly, I think this should have been the investigation weapon that we got. Instead of yeah. the exotic glaives. I understand yeah. why they did the glaives for each class. Totally get it. Totally understand. Totally but cool idea. If they ever buff them in the future, they'll be really cool. I but yeah, they landed. Fucking super believe flat. that this is not an exotic. Like my mind is just utterly yep. and completely blown. I honestly what I think this should have been is this should have been a quest exotic like divinity. Yeah. Um Especially with how heavy they're pushing the glaives. Like, I, I think it's cool that it's still craftable. You you can get five patterns. Yeah. You can craft your own. There's some really good perk combinations on all of these guns. And we're going to go through them here in just a second. But this is this is the coolest looking weapon, I think, in the entire expansion. Uh, that's legendary and exotics combined. I think this is the coolest looking one. I can tell you it, it looks great in the hands. Uh. <laughs> I know. I've gotten the pictures from everybody. <laughs> For reference, my entire first run, including, you know, the attempts on contest and our subsequent finishing, did not net me a single weapon. And I was very upset about it. I was very bent out of shape. Um, and now I've received like six of the pulse rifle and I'm getting tired of seeing it. <laughs> um so let's let's go let's go into these so we've we've already talked about the legendary about the legendary glaive submission the smg um automatically i think i think that we're gonna say this about a couple of weapons in here automatically comes in as a best in class like yeah i think shayuras and funnel web are about the only two that are better than this but or on in the kinetic it. slot in in the kinetic slot, you really only have Multimock, and even then, Multimock doesn't have that many good PvE uh, rolls. Multimock, you had to get the absolute perfect god roll on it for yeah. it to be viable, I think. Like, it was still viable, but, I mean, Shayuras. Like, Shayuras was just... Yeah. Shayuras has dominated PvP since it was introduced about a year ago. And... Funnelweb obviously is taking the world by storm right now. Iculos SMG has kind of come back into play with some people. I personally never took it out of my inventory. I really like using it a lot. This is 
in my opinion, it's the it's the top kinetic SMG in the game. It 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 looks amazing. It has it's a really nine hundred RPM. Yeah, nine hundred RPM, lightweight, and uh, you know the lightweights make a lot of difference, especially in the Crucible. Um, getting that extra oh, yeah. speed is is nice just for having a weapon out. I, right? So some some of the perks that you can that you can get on this gun. Uh, in the in the first column, you can get subsistence, steady hands, perpetual motion. Uh, in perk uh, row two, you can get frenzy, thresh, and swashbuckler. Uh, demolitionist can also roll in that. Like just almost every combination of perks on this weapon is good. Like the only time I think I'd ever be disappointed is if I got like fucking encore and harmony. Yeah, or. Uh... Like bait and switch, I think bait and oh, switch is on, good. Oh, encore on bait weapons. and switch is probably the worst roll on this gun, frankly. Yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll be honest, I I have one with encore. Maybe I have one with encore. It's actually pretty fun because you're cause just constantly boosting range or stability. Yeah, right. It's a little harder to control on an SM. It's at least fun. I, I, think, I don't know. I think encore. It, so like, I, I definitely share your uh, your opinion about encore. I like it better on like a pulse. Mm. Something that I can kind of like control just a little bit better. Um, I yeah. like encore. I like pair. I like pairing it with something like uh, like a rapid hit or um, a uh, a thresh or something like that. Uh, and then you get the origin trait on all these guns. By the way, you probably should start with this: a soul drinker. <laughs> yeah, soul drinker. Um, this I think is automatically the best origin trait of any of them. I think As it should be, coming from the raid. For me, only land tank competes. And land tank, I think it's okay to compete with a raid-style one, because those are available to everybody, but they're only going to be on this season's weapons. Those will, unless they bring back and do another Cabal season next year, highly likely, since we've gotten two in a, two, two years in a row now, um, Yeah, that's only going to be on those six weapons. For right now, how crafting exists, it will only be on those six weapons. I think that's okay. Yeah. Um... But you get you get Soul Drinker. John, why don't you tell us exactly what Soul Drinker is and why it's so good? Okay, and why I think it's especially good on this SMG uh, out of mm -hmm. out of the whole bunch. Um, Soul Drinker is you gain health based on the number of hits before reloading, and on a 900 RPM SMG <laughs> that can roll subsistence, <laughs> you know, uh, you can almost kind of time to, to reload uh, when you're in the red just to get you out of that trouble. I mean, it's not a crazy, you're not going to yeah. reload and go to full health, but it all helps, especially in high-end content or even PvP. Think about that, winning a 2v1 and oh, reloading, yeah. being ready to go into the next one. Well, so you I, know? I'm, re I'm ready to talk about my experience with this perk when we get down to the pulse. Um, okay but yeah origin traits i mean listen if we're gonna get shit like this i'm okay with giving up the guns creating words intrinsically. Oh. totally okay oh yeah it. totally okay with it i did not notice it in the raid because i was there were so many and i mean part of it is that exotics have it built in now but just constantly there were orbs going you know from uh, from supers being cast and there's there's so many rally flags like i've i have yet to be in a situation like outside of some pvp matches where i'm like god damn i really wish i had my super like, yeah, I haven't encountered that really in PVE content because I there's enough enemy enemy density also that I'm just constantly building it. I've started using Thresh a lot more on my primaries as well to kind of compensate. Um, but this next weapon, and I think if they hadn't if they hadn't had a legendary glaive, I think this probably would have been 
your favorite weapon out of the raid. Uh, Deliverance. Oh, yeah. The primary stasis fusion rifle. Oh, baby. (laughs) I'm so happy that I got this to drop. Um, I got this to drop with, uh, with steady hands and successful warm-up. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to successful warm-up just period, because both on bows and fusions, it's a great perk. It feels so good. That's what now, now I'm second guessing myself. I definitely had one of those, but I feel like, I think it was successful hands. Like I've used it some, I, I just got this to drop the other night, so I haven't gotten a chance to play with it too, too much. Um, but it's unique. It's the first legendary primary fusion rifle yep. that we've gotten. Um, which it's it. God, it's awesome. <laughs> I I love yeah. this thing. Um, Even if it was mediocre, the fact that it's an option for that for that kinetic slot goes a long way because it's Bastion or nothing. Oh, excuse right? me. I if got. Wanna... Uh, I I got. I did not get steady hands. I got sleight of hand successful warm up on this. Okay. Um, okay. So, not not as good. Not a huge fan of sleight of hand right now, just because of how much you have to do to proc it. Um, but overall, like I mean, God, successful warm up is one of my favorite new perks. We're gonna do a big weapons breakdown here in a few weeks. John's gonna come back for it, and that's probably my new favorite perk out of the ones in this expansion. Because on a both a bow and on a fusion, that is such a good perk. I, yep. I, just, I love it. God, I can, I cannot get over how good it is. The fact that this thing rolls with chill clip is uh yeah. So <laughs> ch- chill clip is chill clip's a little wild. Um, I I like chill clip. And hang hang on, I'm trying. God, my computer just fucked up on me a little bit. Um, <laughs> chill clip is uh. Direct hits with the top half of the magazine cause a detonation that slows nearby targets. Um, this thing in the Crucible is a monster. <laughs> um, chill clip on anything is a monster. I, I've been running it and on that... a... heavy grenades, believe it or not. I've been running it on there. Yeah. Really enjoying it. <laughs> that's why I was so surprised to see it here because I'd only seen it on heavy weapons before. Yeah, and it, I'm it, like, it, eh, it. that's cool, but I'm using my heavy for mm-hmm. DPS. I'm not, you know, I'm not really going to. It, it's yeah, not, it this, this isn't a weapon that for me is going to replace, like if I'm, oh, if I'm going to run a, um, fusion rifle, I'm probably not going to run this into much PVE content. Frankly, I would still rather have Cartesian on me or even like even no composure with void 3.0. Um, but this is very good for this, for it being such a unique weapon. I think if you get the, if you can get or craft the correct perks on this, this thing can be an absolute monster. I look forward to running this in a lot of PvP going forward, especially having successful warm-up on it. Yeah, uh, that feels so good. What a monster <laughs> this thing can actually be. Um, Cataclysmic is the linear fusion. John, have you gotten this one to drop? I have. Okay. Uh, and okay. I got a pretty solid roll on it, too. Okay, hit, hit me with that roll. What'd you get on this? Okay. So I got fourth times the charm and focused fury. Yeah, I would say that's like one of the god rolls. Yep. Like this is, yeah, because especially with fourth times the charm, once the a, a really cool interaction with focused fury is if you have anything that can keep 
keep stocking up your magazine without manually reloading. You mm-hmm. can keep taking advantage of the perk. So like overflow or subsistence. So yeah, four times the charm with the focus fury on a solar. You do, when solar 3.0 comes out, this is going to be even even nuttier. But yeah, some uh, of the some of the uh, crazy perks that can roll on this. Fourth times the charm and successful warm up and dragonfly can all roll in that first in that first row. Okay. Yep. And I think dragonfly. Okay, less enthusiastic about that being on a heavy personally. Um, yeah. But but notably, it's on the left column, so you yeah. have an option to take one of the damage dealers with it, right? So I I mean you you probably want fourth if you're going to use this for boss DPS, you probably want fourth times or successful warm up here, and then. You can get high impact reserves, box breathing, clown cartridge, or focused fury, or adaptive munitions on this. This is yep. wild. Even bait and switch. I mean, imagine spraying with your SMG, That's shooting true. one sniper around, and pulling That's this out. Definitely you know? true. Um, it's probably the it's probably the only weapon that I've seen bait and switch on that I would be like, yeah, I actually probably want that on there. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like it. on a on a primary, I'm not going to burn a, a heavy round to no. activate big switch, right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, but let, let's uh, let, let's keep moving. We're going to move on. My personal favorite weapon uh, of the suite, uh, of course, it's a pulse rifle. Insidious, of course. Uh, Four fifty so aggressive burst. Yes. <laughs> um. I was soloing Legend Lost Sectors earlier today, pretty much exclusively with this and Gallarhorn. Um, this this was absolutely just incredible. Uh, it was breaking the shields very quickly, and it was just it was doming and downing those enemies. I ran this in trials over the weekend. I didn't have a lot of team success, but I had a lot of individual success. Uh, I was really enjoying running. I think I was finishing like with thirteen kills a match when I did it. Um, really, really enjoyed using this. Um, I've gotten a few different roles on this. The one that I'm currently using is Rapid Hit Adrenaline Junkie. That's uh, not a bad role. Really, no, I'm really, really digging it. Uh, I would like to get, I, and I will say this, I would like to get this with One for All and Stats for All. Um, just because I have become a, I've become a One for All believer. Uh, I've been pushing this narrative for about a year now since I first got it on my Messenger. And I will keep beating the drum that I think it's a very good perk if you can learn how to use it correctly. Uh, yep. For somebody who is usually on ad clear duty and in harder content, uh, it's perfect. It's always proc'd for me. Uh, even in and Crucible, that, it's always proc'd. Yeah. I, I don't want to dip too much into what we're going to be talking about on the weapons pod. But yeah, yeah that and Frenzy are beautiful in their design in that they i mean if you think about it rampage only lasts for three seconds kill clip lasts for five seconds i think um one for all lasts for 10 seconds 11 seconds it's up there for a while uh so for pve it's a it's a really good really good choice yeah 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 i i really enjoy this i again it's another one of those you look at the you look at the perks you could roll with. In the first column, you can get Compulsive Reloader. You can get Dragonfly, Stats for All, Rapid Hit, Heating Up. Uh, I've also been using Heating Up Rampage on mine. Uh, that's another role that I was playing with. There. Beautiful combo. Beautiful combo. Second, ro- second uh, row can get Adaptive Munitions, which is great for a weapon like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one for All, 
uh, Vorpal, Adrenaline Junkie, and Rampage. Um, yeah, but I was running. I was just running through. When you get a line of thrall coming at you, having Soul Drinker when you're in the red, incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, yep. There, there's one thing I want to shout out to this go, weapon. Go, go. Um, yeah, it's something we haven't seen since the Black Armory weapons. I think it was only the auto that could roll this. But the combination of Dragonfly and either Rampage, One for All, or Adrenaline Junkie, the the explosion from Dragonfly, those kills proc your damage boost, right? So if yeah. you blow up one one Thrall with Dragonfly, it, it blows up and kills three things. You're at max Rampage, you proc One for All, you get those stacks of Adrenaline Junkie. It's a beautiful combo that literally hasn't been in the game in three and a half years. It's really good. Yeah, this is uh, man, it, it's great. The final, uh, the final legendary that we have, and uh, I'm going to mainly let you speak to this one. I'm not a fan of breech-loaded grenade launchers, as I've made known a million and a half times on this show. Uh, Forbearance. It's a wave frame grenade launcher. Uh, I'm going to let John talk about this one for a minute or two before he just goes absolutely nuts. But looking at the at the perk options here, uh, knowing you can get ambitious with chain reaction, uh, that's just I mean, it's it's basically uh, what is it? Uh, what, 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 it's cooler salvager salvo. It, it's a cooler salvager salvo. I mean, it's even arc on top of that. Like yeah. I would have preferred to have seen it do a different type of damage than salvagers. Personally, uh, I think that's but my the fact only that major a- complaint here. And that's fair, but this is also the first arc waveframe. Um, we haven't had one of those yet. And again, next season we'll get, I mean, I don't know if it's confirmed that we're getting arc next, but that's kind of what it sounds like based yeah. on a couple sounds, tweets I've seen. Like from, me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be even spicier then. But, you know, Salvagers has its place. I love Salvagers. I think I have over 6,000 kills on mine. But the waveframe, I this is the only one I haven't gotten my hands on yet. But seeing footage of it, it is so awesome to see that little streak go across the floor and cause all of that chain reaction in a way that salvagers can't because it'll touch, you know, if there's a line of dudes running at you, it runs through all of them and all of them explode with that chain reaction. And it covers such a bigger, almost a hilariously bigger area than salvagers can. It's it's pretty insane. And also Golden Tricorn, you know, um, that's a perk I didn't really care too much about uh, when it came out in the 30th anniversary. But then now that I've gotten it on some Void weapons with Void 3.0 and how easy it is to get Void kills, it's, uh, I'm going to say keep an eye on this perk, especially as we... This is the time to go, uh, as just a quick aside, this is the time to go get the uh, the Legendary Trace Rifle from Dares of Eternity. Mm -hmm. This is the time to go get one of those with Golden Tricorn and throw it in your vault. Yep. Um, it may Absolutely. you may think Josh, you're crazy right now. Trust me, you're you're gonna want this when Solar 3.0 comes around to at least experiment with. I think um, we have one final weapon to talk about. We've already talked about uh, Libre's Ruin. Um, you guys can go look at those uh, perks. I think a lot of us are still trying to figure out what perks are good on Glaives because it's such a different perk pool than uh, Enigma. Um, yeah. So. We're going to skip straight on to... We're going to skip to Collective Obligation. Uh, which has uh, Umbral Sustenance and Void Leech. This is a 390 Adaptive Pulse. Uh, which, God, music to my ears. Uh, I love hearing yep. that. Uh, <laughs> you guys have heard me speak for a long time about my love for Messenger. Uh, that is a 390. I use that in a lot, an awful lot of content. I use that. I used... Uh, 
Blast Furnace for years before that. Used Go Figure before that. Uh, I've almost always had a Pulse that goes in my primary slot. Um, <laughs> Umbral Sustenance. So the magazine is automatically reloaded when you gain Devour, avoid Overshield, or become invisible. So, I mean, imagine that with how often Hunters can go invisible now. Um, and then Void Leech. Leeches Void debuffs when damaging targets that are suppressed, weakened, or volatile. Once charged, swap firing. You can uh, press whatever button it is to change your firing mode. So for, like, Xbox, it's Long X. Um, in this mode, damage from this weapon applies the same Void debuffs that were leeched. This is going to be one that is going to be, I think, challenging to proc correctly. But when it is procced, this thing's going to be an absolute monster in PvE. It it uh, it feels really good. And something about that reloading perk I want to point out. With Devour, which all classes have access to now, uh, it basically acts as super subsistence. Mm -hmm. Because with every kill, you reproc Devour, so it re-reloads on every single kill. <laughs> if you have devour up um it's it's a lot of fun and yeah if you it's it's actually pretty easy to get all three of those debuffs on at once you know you throw a suppressive weakening grenade and and then use a fragment that makes your grenades give you volatile rounds and then boom you have all three in the chamber and then for 10 seconds that thing just shreds it's it's so much fun yeah, is there is there anything else that you want to tell us about this exotic? I, I know you've only had uh, a very very limited window to play with this. Uh, part of me wishes we were recording this tomorrow after you've had time to play with it more um, on your day off. But my only concern is if there aren't pulse rifle mods in the artifact for champions, I don't see this being a pick, and it's kind of double sided. It's kind of double-sided, too, because it's also kind of bad in more casual match-made activities because everyone else is killing everything so fast that it's hard to get things on targets and then shoot it with this pulse to suck it into the pulse. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's, I don't know. It is super cool. It is super unique. I had fun with it for a couple hours last night. Um, it, if multiple people have it, it's kind of like racking or outbreak where it gets better because everyone is constantly applying those things and you can yeah. trade the buffs back and forth. But yeah, when, when we don't have pulse artifact mods, I don't know how much use this is going to see. Sadly, it is really cool though. For sure. Um, so with all that in mind, John, we're going to, we're going to do one final thing here before we get out of here tonight. Um, and that is we're gonna we're gonna rank this among the Destiny two raids. So, as a reminder, the the raids that we're gonna be evaluating here in our rankings, we're not really gonna give any reasonings. We'll give reasonings for like top three maybe. But uh, Leviathan, Spire of Stars, Eater of Worlds, Last Wish, Garden of Salvation, Scourge of the Past, Crown of Sorrow, Deepstone Crypt, and Vow of the Disciples. That's nine raids total, if my math is correct. Um, Jesus, that we're going to evaluate, and that's with us omitting Vogue and the other three Destiny One raids. We are now up to thirteen total raids, I believe, in the game. Yep. Um. So, John, let's go ahead. Let, let's start. Let's start at the bottom. Um. 
I, I've got Eater of Worlds down here as the as the bottom one. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, it's pretty unreviewable. Cool. Yeah, but <laughs> where? God, I don't even remember what are the rewards from those raids. The from the two raid is that really it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember what else. Um, this was one of those like I hadn't I hadn't done it until uh, the lead up to Beyond Light when we did all the raids that summer. That is, uh, yep. That was I. I think I cleared it like twice, and that was it because twice was enough for me. Um, <laughs> number eight. Uh, I'm assuming you have the same number nine. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Number eight. I have a feeling we're on the same number eight. Uh, Spyro Stars. Spire Stars. Yep. I and this is bad because I actually like Spire of Stars. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I kind of liked Eater Worlds too. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I think there's definitely something didn't... to like in both for sure. Yeah, I mean the the raid layer idea was interesting, but dungeons but without are way good better. rewards. Yeah, exactly. It would have been way cooler dungeons. You know, um, and maybe with some unique loot, like, I think I'd it would have been okay. I'd still probably rank both of these below any of the dungeons that we've gotten to. <laughs> like, that's the, like, maybe Pit of Heresies down here, but that's about it. Um, uh, number seven. Th- this is where I think we're going to start to differ. Um, number seven, I have got Crown of Sorrow. Oof. Well, so Oof, I, no, John, no love for the big chungus. No love, for, no love for the big chungus. I mean, you're, I mean, you're not gonna like my next one either. So, uh, but I, oh, don't you do it? Don't you do my man like that? I, I have Crown of Sorrow down here because it's yes, I think some of the ideas were cool here. It largely comes down to being like just two rooms with an in between jumping section that was just more annoying than anything. Yeah. Um, and it was a raid room, we got season one right? of the rooms you know directly from the menagerie i might add uh which doesn't help its case in my opinion for this ranking uh, eh, i would argue it was the other way around i kind of feel like they built the raid and then used that space to make the Poss- it's entirely possible john what john what yeah. you got in this slot oh god i think i think honestly i'm putting garden down this low Wow! I think I would put garden. I think I would put garden Holy below below shit. crown. Okay, I did not expect that from you. Um, and I like garden. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. So the the reason why I would put garden this low, and I said this when we ranked it initially, is it's one of the most beautiful spaces they've ever created. It may be the best mm-hmm. looking raid, but holy shit, the mechanic is so bad. Yeah, the mechanics dumb. It's the still Lord... th- like three years later. It's so bad. Yep, and and uh, to to touch on why I'm going to be ranking Bow as high as I will, Garden of Salvation had literally nothing to do with what what was going on in in, in Shadow. Well, Key. and that that's why I've yep. got that's part of why I've got some uh, several of the raids I have as low as they are because I don't mind when you tell a unique story within the raid, but. I'd like it to pertain overall to the storyline that you're telling within the game at the same time yep. or within at least that expansion. Um, so like, let me ask you this. What's the, what's the garden raid boss? What's his name? Uh, Don't you dare Google. Uh, I couldn't fucking tell you because the only minutes are exactly. Big is Zydron. Zydron's the only one <laughs> Big... I know. And you want to know how I know that because they keep fucking bringing him back. He's Vex Tanix. <laughs> I know him and I know Atheon. I don't know any of these other guys. Yeah, yeah, we have this huge, uh, you know, the moon's haunted, all the shit's going down, oh fuck, there's a pyramid on the moon, and uh, go fight a giant Vex guy, I guess. I really can't (laughs) believe 
that they didn't make a raid out of like Zulamok instead, and that mm-hmm. this was not the dungeon. It bl- it absolutely right. blows my mind. They tr- someone trying to take the Taken King's throne wasn't the A plot, right? Like <laughs> that that was the B plot or the C plot. I, yeah, dude, I, I <laughs> dude, it's literally such a throwaway that I have to explain it after I take people through. They're like, so what was the point of that? And I have to tell them, and they're like, huh, that would have been cool to have tied into the actual story of the expansion instead. Yeah, of just, here's and, and- ha- here's Hashla done and uh, by the way, you're gonna get talked to by a carbon copy of yourself, which is a whole lot cooler now in retrospect, now that we've met yeah, the witness, we but the it witness, still yeah. doesn't make sense, because if I'm my guardian, I'm still going, man, those shrooms that Eris gave us were pretty fucking great. <laughs> and conversely, Garden would have made a pretty bitch in Dungeon. I only admit a great one. I, I've wanted to buy Black Garden for so long, but it's still like, in terms of like all the Destiny lore, that is still the thing that I'm like, guys, I just think we need to, I think we just need to write this one off as a loss. I think it's done. Yep. I outside think, I think of Divinity, done. outside of Divinity, all the weapons suck. Which, right? like, uh, it's you... so bad when the best thing inside, God, you've almost got me convinced to put it this low now. Um, I <laughs> The Divinity puzzles is why I have it up as high as I will. Yeah, um, I think that really saves it because I think they are so unique and so they're frustrating, but they're so fun. I, I'm yeah. a, I'm a sadistic fuck who really liked those puzzles. So no, I I, I did too. Let's. Uh, it's just a yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, let, let, let's let's, <laughs> let's move on. We could literally do an entire episode. I think of breaking down the raids. Uh, I've got Leviathan above this. I've got Leviathan uh, here at. Uh, hang on, I'm having to do some math. At number five, I think is where we are. I've got this. I've got Leviathan at number five. So yeah, I've got. But the bottom half of mine are basically all the Leviathan raids, and it's not because I think they're bad. It's Leviathan tried to do something truly unique for a Destiny raid, having a hub yeah. area, which I still think is really unique, and I actually really like that. It's just, it sucks. Destiny has grown so much since then. Yeah, right. Um, that, um, that was the highlight of Dest- vanilla Destiny Two. If that tells you anything. Um, yeah not really the, a high point the, to brag about no but i will say the the at the very least i don't know how much this counts for everyone but in my book the lore of the leviathan and callus and everything that spewed from it was so important Incredible. to destiny Incredible. for the next three years right i mean we're, we're still seeing the effects of that right cal these are these are tests for callus the deem of we're worthy to be his shadow which we now know basically callus is just a fanboy of the witness Yep, that's so where, yep, that's where he, he got his notes. <laughs> he wants to be Rulk so badly, and he is like a peon compared to him. Um, so, okay, what what do you have in this slot then, John? God. Because okay, I, I figure so what for else you, it's, can... got, it's got to be Leviathan or Scourge for you, right? Yeah, I think I put Leviathan above Scourge. If for yeah. nothing else than that, this is my VOG. This is my rose tinted glasses raid. This mm-hmm. was my first raid, right? Um, and you know how much I, I'm a simp for Callus and how much I love all that lore. For sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think I would put Scourge beneath it. Scourge was fun, I guess, but talk about low stakes, you know? <laughs> um, a mech suit. So, I feel, I feel kind of the opposite. Um, I have Scourge okay. about this because when we talk about, and I, I'm going to be really hypocritical on my next pick after this, but <laughs> uh, when we talk about stakes for a raid, um, this was this is the brother of 
or the, the yeah the brother of spider is engineering this the same one who engineered yeah. the heist on the tower we actually kill him there because canonically outbreak mm-hmm. perfected takes place after this he does that out of yeah. desperation and mithrax that's the first time we ever see mithrax in game he shows up with us to help kill him and yeah. this was him yes the 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 mech suit is really underwhelming but i think the story behind it he was basically trying was- to set off a nuke in the last city is yeah. actually fascinating. We're actually on the streets of the city. Uh, yeah, it's very, it was it was cool. I think the Sparrow, Sparrow race. race is simply one of the. It gave me like real Halo feels. I felt like I was back in the yeah. law, uh, or in uh, Halo from Halo Three. Uh, that's what I felt like I was back in. I was just like waiting for the old Marty O'Donnell music to kick in. Yeah, um, it was cool. I I, I think that. It's cool, but I definitely understand putting this below Leviathan. I just, I think this was kind of like, I also take into consideration the exotic you get out of this, which this was like the first time in D2 where it was like, oh my god, the exotic is like really good and it's actually really easy to farm for this some bitch as opposed to 1k. Huh. Oh, is the is the is the scourge exotic any good? I, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, uh, w- there's a reason why we <laughs> used anarchy for like three years, uh, despite all the nerfs. It still gets the job done sometimes. Like it's still a really fun weapon. Uh, the the young ones will never know the pain of uh, Josh's great anarchy quest, uh, where I did okay like here all clears in a row trying to get it. I'll I'll now that I'm thinking about it, I'll 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 put my next three in this order. I'm gonna go Leviathan, Crown Scourge. That's where I'm going up from from Garden. Okay, that's fair. I, I and I I totally get and agree with your your grievances with Crown. Yep. Um, but both from the lore and the weapons and everything surrounding yeah, I, Crown I of think, Sorrow, I just love. My problem with Crown stems from I think. Everything once you get into Galran's throne room is just so bad. Like nothing about that is there. Are, there are mechanics like Invalid Disciple where it's punishing, but it's still fun. This was yeah. neither for me. Um, and that's fair. It, it was yeah. hard. I, it I, it, I, it I just... is still one of those. Like when we were when we were getting everybody through for their uh, their raid rings. I was like, man, yeah. this fucking sucks. Like, I the only reason I kept coming back was because I really wanted those damn hunter boots. <laughs> the the Black Panther claw I boots. I finally got them on my last clear of it. I got that. I got Teraba, and I was like, that's it. I'm never doing this ever again. I think we still had a homie who needed to do it, and I was like, nope, go LFG. I'm literally not touching this right <laughs> now. Uh, whoever that is, I'm. De- I have a feeling it was Forrest, and I'm really sorry, Forrest. But uh, <laughs> fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'd done that raid like five times in a week. I was done. I was absolutely done doing that raid. Um, I think above this for me is, and this is, I so I kind of forgot about a raid when I was ranking things, and I'm, but I'm okay. I'm rectifying it here. I've got Garden here. I've got Garden in the, in the number four slot. Okay. Um, again, you know, for all the reasons we said before, Divinity, the puzzles, um, the design, the wet. I think the look of the weapons is really cool, and I think there are some good weapons in here. And it's the only time that I've ever felt like the raid mods were actually essential. Yeah. And not just, like, fun little bonuses. Like, the ones for Vow of the Disciple are just like, am I ever going to use these? No. Um, like, 
maybe if you're maybe if you're the runner or well no i guess it's free damage on the boss it's free damage on the boss i I just it's free real estate i think they learned after garden um one when you have like every notable raider in your game saying uh the mechanic is terrible please never do this again and also yeah mods should not be required for a clear two years later um that's a sign that you need to kind of fix things pretty drastically and on top of that like i would argue like divinity was an absolute must have until void 3.0 you you absolutely you had to have divinity because it was so unique it was so special it was the first trace rifle where it was like oh my god this is actually like oh my god we need to be using this um yeah you only needed one per group but god i remember the early days where it used to stack with tether and yep. uh, how you would just annihilate that was really the beginning of the end for gambit um uh, we had a great run <laughs> we had a good 12 month run with gambit um but that's a topic for another day um i think you said you, you had, remember i didn't take that off the the entire year of shadow keep uh you did not you were the only one who had it um yep out of any of us and then uh i managed to get it towards the end of shadow keep and ever since then i've been the divinity bitch um so we we've kind of arrived at our top three. I think we both have the same number three. Uh, I'm like ninety nine percent certain we do. Uh, I mine is Deepstone Crypt. Okay. Yep. Okay. I was ho- waiting with bated breath. I'm like, is this motherfucker really going to put Last Wish below Deepstone? No. Okay. No. Yep. No. No. Definitely right. not. Uh, Deepstone was the one that I like. I know I said it, and then I forgot. I promptly forgot about it. Um, yep. I don't know. I, I mean, like, I'm sure my opinions will change again in the future. I have Deepstone here because I think Deepstone is the perfect beginner raid. This is yeah. for all the gripes that people had about it's too easy. You needed something that was accessible, I think. And I think both yeah. the combination of having and that's what was cool about Scourge, right? It was right. also like that. It you was know, very it was, beginner it was friendly. fun. It was um, short. Yeah, they both have uh, obnoxious sparrow parts in them that you cannot change at all. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anymore I, yeah anymore i'm really glad we got the sparrow when we did because i would not be doing it now uh anybody who comes <laughs> after who raids with me i'm sorry i'm never getting you the sparrow um you won't ever use that sparrow anyways just nope forget about it nope it's cool <laughs> we all used it i still equip it when i go into deep stone just for uh i have that in my list yeah. that i equip because for all time's sake i would i would skip all the bullshit i think deep stone yeah. needs to be number three just for the spacewalk alone uh the, the spacewalk <laughs> with um the lullaby the what's it called lull- deep stone lullaby is the yep. single best piece of music destiny's ever produced and i yep. love that it's part of the in orbit rotation now and part of the tower yep. rotation for music um when i there i've seldom had a track where i thought that's not instantly iconic like everybody knows the hyrule field theme for zelda everybody knows the super mario brothers theme yeah this this is that theme for me for destiny now this is whenever i hear this i hear those piano notes and i just instantly know the rest of the song if the strings are gonna come in it, it's yep. beautiful the spacewalk alone and it, like how the audio design changes when you're out there too when you're firing your guns is so you beautiful. hear the muffled blasts of shanks off in the distance yep. um how the jumping works out there god dude, it's so, it's so good it, it's almost obnoxiously good like forget about the the memes of tanix and everything i think this is actually great um yeah. i still think that we probably should a probably should have been the final boss ultimately 
because they were Aramis's lieutenant. Like, and it was a goddamn them exo- resurrecting Tanix. Them resurrecting Tanix <laughs> because Tanix and Aramis were basically hooking up is pretty great. Um, <laughs> as like a, just a subplot to all of this, like he'd always been impressed by Aramis, and you're like, oh, Aramis recovered his body and had it in cryo and was gonna like put Clovis Bray's exotech on him, like. But no, no time. Strap him to four giant shanks. Strap Hell him yeah. to four giant shanks. Make him look like a, <laughs> a literal dumpster fire. Make. So I'm convinced somebody knew this was going to be a meme and just made it happen. It's great. So we we have this now. The only question is, what I want you to answer. What is your number two, John? It's going to be last wish. Okay, same, same. So we're on the same page here. Last Wish, what can possibly be said about Last Wish that we haven't said before on this pod, right? Yeah. Um, Riven is still the most unexpected final boss. Not the most unexpected, but I think the most shocking final boss. Like, you don't really understand. Like, you've only heard about the Ahamkara and Legends, but seeing one face-to-face was another experience entirely. When you're going down the elevators and you're seeing Riven and you're like, oh my god. I realized that when I, God, Josh, I think it was a couple, it was before, um, before Witch Queen came out, we were raiding with someone and they said, Hey, let's go do a ribbon run real quick just to try to get a thousand voices. And it wasn't until we got in there and I realized that Phil had never seen ribbon before. Yeah. And, you know, we're all trying to figure out where the stupid corner is and Phil's over there, but, you know, experiencing it for the first time. Like, guys, this is kind of fucking crazy. You know, uh, looking at a giant space dragon. Yeah, that was, uh, was, it's a special raid. Um, It's a really special raid. It's probably, uh, I would say until Vow of Disciple, it's the most important raid outside of the Taken King for the lore of the series. Yep, absolutely. Um, it's really... They had the balls to throw in an encounter after the raid and a well, hard so that, one at that. That's the wildest <laughs> part, I think, right? Is you clear the boss and you think it's over. And then everyone was like, oh, no. <laughs> and you realize you have to run the heart of Riven in the world's most demented relay race. <laughs> And when we cleared it, my my only clear on that raid, um, I was the last person alive because I was the last person chosen, and I had oh, no idea beautiful. where to go. I had our Sherpa was like th- could not have been more than thirteen years old. I swear to God, this kid's balls hadn't dropped yet. And <laughs> in this high pitched voice, screaming, "I'm watching you! I'm watching you! Go left! Go left! Go go right now! Oh my God! Jump! Jump! Oh my God! You're almost at the end!" And it is, like, the worst experience of my life raiding, having a squeaker yell at me. But goddamn if that squeaker did not pull their weight and actually teach us the raid. Had the fucking Ribbonsbane title and everything, and was just doing doing Sherpas and LFG. And I'm like, don't you have anything better? Do you, like, trash this kid had joined with them, or pulled them in, and then they kicked that person and was like, I hate that kid. And like, oh my god! Like this is savage. It's there's gonna be a fist fight in first period. Um, <laughs> but Last Wish is great for all the reasons that we've described. Like it is, it is for me. It, it's got it all. It's got a great jumping section. It's got great encounters. It's got great DPS checks. You're jumping between the ascendant plane and the material plane. I would say my only complaint about it is it's so fucking long. 
It is a chonky rage. Um, it is one that I would be okay with never clearing ever again. Like, honestly, I'm so happy for how the chests dropped the loot there. I'm That's why they changed the chest system, was because you could just go and take the wish wall to the free chest every week, and you could just get stuff to drop from it. I had the entire raid suite before I'd ever even beaten Ribbon because of that. I had all the armor already. Oh, wow. Um, It was pretty... Yeah, it's pretty wild. So... Uh, I don't know, but because it's so long, that's part of why I got to ding it. Number one, we're just going to cut to the chase. It's the reason that we're here tonight. It's the raid we've talked about, we talked about for about an hour before this final segment. Bow the Disciple. This is, this is Bungie at their peak. Um, Bungo, you did it. Part of this may be recency bias. Um, you know, we cleared it twice in 10 days. Um, I plan on clearing this a lot more, partially because of the weapons, partially because I just love this raid so much. It's not one that I'm keen to teach too much, um, because I do think that this is this is one like I can see myself getting way too many migraines from trying to teach this, especially the third and fourth encounters. But man, it's just if you get a team that can flow together, this is such a rewarding raid. The lore behind this is the best that we've gotten in a raid since the Books of Sorrow. But even those largely were found in the campaign. This, yeah, the the implications of this raid in tandem with the Witch Queen just like completely changes the the, the history of the entire Destiny universe. This it's, changes what you it can't be understated because when the whole time <laughs> that you're going through this, when Rolk is talking to you. You think this is a scorn that's talking to me? Like what? What is the yep. scorn? There's going to be here? a big scorn that's yep. got the darkness. He's got yep. a hive worm or something, you know. And then you get there to the end, and our reactions. I really wish we had been able to record them, and that we hadn't had anything spoiled for us. Uh, of course, you know by now we're we're clearing it after almost 48 hours have passed, or more. Than yeah, hours we've seen the boss. We've seen the boss, but still seeing him in person. Um, the first time that I got kicked, I'll, I'll never forget that. The first time I got kicked and everybody's reaction, we all just busted out <laughs> laughing. It ended up being a white because we were laughing so hard. Um, everything about this raid though, really hits. Like I, I said it earlier, I feel like every raid has a jumping section and that's like one of the criteria that I judge you on is how good is your jumping puzzle. <laughs> and, uh, this is one that does not feel super punishing, but like you can fuck up so easily on it. I think the toggle, so it's having to send one person ahead. There's a lot of pressure on your hunter in your raiding party, I think. <laughs> um, I now have to keep stompies in my inventory purely for this raid. Uh, but it's great. I, I really I really think it all just comes together. It's the most fluid raid and man, last wish I think is still more unique in some ways. But holy shit, the length of Last Wish really kills it. That The length of that and of Garden, frankly, just kill them for me. I'm not yeah. saying that raids should be short. Like, oh, you can pound it out in 45 minutes if you know what you're doing. Like, But, man, you combine that with that, and I think that this is probably... I mean, and I, I say probably because I think Deepstone had a really good weapons pool um, for the most part. But... Even then, like you think about you think about Deepstone and like you think about most raids, you have like two, maybe three weapons that are like good with the perk pools, and then the rest are just yeah. kind of like. And eh. it's all up to you. Like, do you like hand cannons? You might want the Deepstone hand cannon. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, it's, it's all definitely so subjective, on. but I feel like there's only like usually two, maybe three, definitively good weapons 
in a raid, this is the first raid where I think I've looked at it and I'm like, I think every single weapon is awesome. Yeah. Like, you can get a killer roll on every one of these weapons. And I'm not saying, like, oh, you can use them in every single activity. Like, some are definitely activity-based, but, man, uh, there's there's more freedom than ever before. You can craft your own rolls in this, and I think that's part of why I'm bumping this up, too, is this is the first craftable raid. I'm not saying yeah. I want them to go back and, like, waste resources on making, like, the Deep Stone weapons craftable and the Vogue weapons, although I'm sure that probably will happen down the road. Like, just retroactively give us the prints, the blueprints of yeah. the weapon. Which means I'll still be on my hunt for the Deep Stone LMG. Um, <laughs> after 23 clears, I still don't have it. Um, <laughs> I, I just think everything about this raid... Hey, Josh, it's Void. It's pretty good with Void 3.0. I know. Shut the fuck up. I think everything about this raid, though, <clears throat> just uh, it, it's best or it's almost best in class for every single aspect of it. Um, it's challenging, but it's not punishing. And it's one of those, like, I, I know some people are going to listen to this and be like, you really think that's challenging? Like, yeah, I do think it's challenging at first. And, like, I totally agree. Like, it was night and day. Uh, me and John and Phil were saying this when we went in for our second clear this week. Like, man. It is so much easier going in not on contest mode. Like, we were just breezing through those first two encounters. Like, the rest of our yeah. team was kind of like, oh, you know, I don't know. And it's getting kind of crazy. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> this is so it, laid it, back. And I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing either. No, no. Like, you want the difficulty there for contest. You want the difficulty in the learning. But once you know the raid, you know, the raid in my mind, it's supposed to be a fun thing you can get your group of friends to do to group together. Even and, let's and, be know. real, like, no matter how good you get at that third encounter, that's still going to throw you for a trip. Yeah. Um, I but I don't want this to be like World of Warcraft no, raids no. where it's going to take us literally four days of straight playing to get to the boss, right? Like no. Um, but this is, I think this is one of those raids where you can definitely feel WoW's influence mm -hmm. on it. Um, we've even had friends who have said, you know, like, uh, they... For example, Nerd Generalist plays a lot of ESO. And he's like, man, mm. the uh, the raids here compared to ESO, there's no comparison. Like, ESOs are just a joke. He's like, people be like, oh, this is challenging. And he's like, damn, it's just like literally kill a boss. Like, it, there's no mechanics <laughs> or puzzles or anything. Like, Destiny is still one of a kind in terms of how it handles uh, raids. It really is a light MMO. Like, I would eventually love to see a larger raid, like maybe the one where we fight the witness yeah. is larger, but man, just doing callouts and developing callouts for six people is enough. Um, yeah. I, it makes me really excited to see what they do with the rest of what they do with the two new dungeons this year after the mechanics that they did here, that they introduced in Grasp of Avarice and Prophecy. Like each of these things has we... a distinct feel. Yeah. And we, 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 we've talked a lot about how cool it is. We think that, uh, Giga Chad Rolk will walk up and kick you in the next Tuesday. But I just want to point out how much I appreciate a boss fight that isn't just satisfy a mechanic, pop well, dump all your heavy at a big And that's time. the thing, like, and I think our Warlocks were relieved that they didn't have to run Well of Radiance. Mm -hmm. um, and I totally agree with that. Like, it was so refreshing hearing that that was not going to be a viable strat for anybody. And it was just like, okay, well then, you know, I mean, obviously, at that point, you only have one other option. If you're a warlock, you have to go to Nova Bomb. Um, but I could see a future with maybe Arc 3.0 where Chaos Reach could be viable here. Um, yeah. 
I mean, Golden Gun, of course, for Hunters could be, uh, even though Wolf dashes at you pretty quickly, you'd have to pop it right away. Um, if Galnor gets fixed, that could be one. Um, but I, just, I can't see anything beating Tether ever. Even when you have multiple ones firing, just that impact damage alone is so worth it. Uh, it, it's, it's wild. I, th I think this raid is great from top to bottom. And the fact that this is the last, uh, Luvarian, he's the last yeah. of his species. So they introduce a new species and we make them extinct in the same encounter. <laughs> uh, that's pretty wild. You thought you were getting a new race? Think again, suckers. Pretty much. So I actually saw somebody complaining <laughs> about this earlier. Like, oh my God, they finally introduced a new race and they just killed them off. Like this universe could be so much better if you sound all these different kinds of aliens and this and that. And I'm like... There's memory limitations, guys. Like, mm -hmm. you have to remember that the base things they're still developing for are the base PS4 and base Xbox One consoles. Like, because this stuff still has to run there. You have to remember, this game still runs in 30 frames on those consoles. Like, yep. the And until the past two years, the Destiny story has been so convoluted enough with yeah. four enemy races, you know... Well, four enemy races, and then you got the subsection of those. You got you had the Siva Splicers, yeah, you had the Scorn, you had the Taken. Uh, yeah. You've got different factions of the... Oh, we got the House of Light now. We've got... Which we already knew about in the lore, but now it's officially in the game. You've got, like, five different kinds of Vex, believe it or not. You've got two different factions of Cabal, maybe a third. Um... It, it's it's so in the dark period crazy. of D two vanilla to Forsaken, it would have made things more confusing and less satisfying to just introduce a whole new enemy race and not resolve right. any of all of that. I mean, right? I, I've been and I, I don't want to devolve this. I want us to wrap up. I, I've been really clear yeah, about how yeah. I think that we're going to get another enemy race, another full time one that we'll deal with in the final two expansions. I still think the veil is a real thing, um, but I'm, at this point, I'm totally cool if it's not. Like, I'm yeah. totally okay with it because I think we're wrapping up the existing storylines of not just our Guardian and of, uh, you know, the current Light and Dark Saga, but of these races also. And, like, we can set yeah. them out on new stories after this as, you know, the, the Elixni and the Cabal have really become allies now. Hilariously, the Cabal are our allies, at least a faction of them. Yeah. Um, and you, you look ahead, it makes me so excited for the dungeons because the dungeons almost certainly now will have different disciples as the bosses. Like you, we talk so about. So Callus is a disciple, right? Uh, I would almost guarantee that Callus will be a dungeon boss before Christmas of this year. He will be in one of the two dungeons. Mm. That mean, they, mm. if you've been playing the Vox Obscura missions, which I want to circle around to the exotic missions later on. We've already discussed the ones here, but I want to do a ranking of those uh, on our yeah. rainy day. Um, the different lore that you get each week from that and that you were getting from the Glycon, Callus is very clearly being set up for a return. I didn't know there was lore in the Vox Obscura Monoma or whatever it's called. Uh, it's, <sighs> well, it's not really lore. It's the spoken dialogue at the end. That uh, okay. titles visions that she's getting from the Scions. And there is new dialogue when you do it on Master also. God so, damn it. Um, All right. I, I will definitely say <laughs> that I think, you know, that combined with seasonal storylines, Callus is probably right for a return. Um, we know Mara has seen a future in which she becomes one. I don't want it to just become like, oh, we're killing NPCs that we've heard of before. I think this is an opportunity to introduce other races. But also, yeah. like, there's nothing that says, like, okay, so Rule says he killed his entire race, but, you know, what if, like, even, like, one or two, you know, younglings, the younglings yeah. survived, and it's been, like, it's been, Technically, like, all he did was blow up a sun. He didn't, like, 100%, you know what I mean? It's like, there, been, like, 35,000 years 
Like, yeah. it's definitely reasonable that that population rebuilt itself. Like, who's to say that we won't encounter the Lubarians in, in a theoretical expansion or in a Destiny 3? Like, we know yeah. that they're already planting seeds for the future, and I think that that's what makes me so excited is that's the other reason why this raid has to be up there. Like, Last Wish ranks that high because that was, like, the completion of the promise that Forsaken was going to fix everything. And that was, like, yeah. the first one where we were like, oh, my God, like, this is on the level of the D1 raids. This is on the level of Bog and La uh, Bog, I almost said Last Wish, uh, King's Fall mm -hmm. and Wrath of the Machine. Like, oh, you got this. Garden, I think, in a lot of ways, we were like, okay, that's kind of helping pick up the torch, like, in terms of design and encounters. But, man, the mechanics sucks. This is the and one, and we all know that everything in Shadowkeep was basically a leap year for Destiny, right? That uh, was I mean, a they, they turning the ship around. Yep, <laughs> like, and we we know why, but I, I think when you consider what this means, and I mean, of course, things that come after these raids can and should affect where we rank these at, right? Um, yeah, and of course, you're always going to have those memories. You're always going to memory of your first clear and things like that. Like I love the little intro cinematic that you can watch if you ever cleared things in D1 and it'll say who you cleared things with. And Bungie started sending out those emails again now with like raids, like here's who you cleared each raid with for the first time. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like that, that makes me remember like, Oh my God. Like I looked at my D1 runs the, uh, the other night after getting that email and I was like, wow. Cause you can still view that cinematic in destiny too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I haven't talked to some of these people. It's the only person I still play with from those D1 encounters and storylines and stuff is my buddy Matt. Like, we're the only two who yep. still play Destiny out of that crew. And I think when you think about that and you think about the Disciple, like, if Last Wish was the beginning of the Redemption arc, this is the completion. This is the complete, this is the completion of the Redemption of the Destiny franchise, I think. Like, the raids have always, like we said, the raids have always been varying degrees of good to great, um, if not, like, outright incredible. But then you have, like, those two or three S-tier raids that really go above and beyond. And that's what you've got here. Um, so, John, any final thoughts on Vow of the Disciple before we close out an episode that I did not intend to go this long, but I'm glad that it did. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just uh, more excited forever. Uh, more excited than ever, you know. Um you're always hearing that destiny is in its you know biggest in, you know the greater things ahead but i really do believe that you know the next two years are going to be pretty wild for destiny if this is any in, in, any indication this is going to be our infinity war in-game saga you know yeah i i fully agree like um we know when you joe blackburn was talking about the state of the game last year um last february and saying you know we've always said that we felt destiny's best days are ahead of us um, we still believe that that's true. And then when we got the Witch Queen reveal, um, him and Justin Truman, I think, said it best. You know, we've always said that Destiny's best days are ahead of us, this and that. We feel like we're here. We feel like we're there with the Witch Queen. And man, uh, they I think they delivered on it in every aspect. And the yep. Vow of the Disciple is really the thing that I think lifts an already amazing story. It's easily the best campaign that's happened. It's the best overall expansion. This makes it the best overall expansion, though. Oh, yeah. Like, that was my only worry going in yeah. after I realized, okay, this campaign is awesome. These new weapons are awesome. I have some grievances with crafting, but Void 3.0. And, you know, I was weighing yeah. all that out. And I'm like, but man, if, 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 the vo if, if the raid sucks, it's really going to deflate this balloon, right? Like, and they nailed it. It's an amazing raid. They nailed it. It's an amazing raid. Uh, I can't wait for Corey to hear, clear this and, uh, you know, get his, uh, his feedback on it and see his reactions. 
But with that, we are going to get on out of here. John, thank you for joining us. Um, everybody, as a reminder, we will have a normal episode for you on Friday morning. Uh, Corey and I are still going to record on Thursdays, uh, on Thursday of this week. And then we are taking a break next week, a much needed break, uh, post witch queen, uh, hype train, uh, this Thursday's episode will probably be a little bit low key. We may actually do the exotic mission ranking this week. If the twab is really as light as they're saying. Um, and I want to kind of dive into a little bit more box obscura, uh, discussions, having experienced the master side of it today. Um, and then, you know, we're taking a break next week. I will be out of town. I'll actually be out of the country, uh, for about four days, uh, going to a wedding in the Bahamas and then, uh, taking a vacation with my girl take well my girlfriend's going with me obviously it's her friend who's getting married but uh afterwards taking a couple days just for ourselves and uh going to disney since we've already been out in florida uh i we will be back with more tower casuals on the 31st of this month uh really the first of april is when the episode will post john will be with us for that one we may have nerd generalist joining us um for a big ah that guy that that guy um he, he, he's been itching he's been itching to come back and talk some destiny with us and make his return to the show um have him come back and uh we are going to do a big weapons blowout we're each going to bring our favorite some of our favorite weapons from the expansion uh cory and i think will handle the seasonal ones we're going to bring our favorite ones from the expansion the whirlpool the raid etc uh what are our favorite roles we're gonna have a really frank discussion on crafting it's going to be a great episode. I'm really looking forward I'm to ready. it. I'm ready. Uh, John, thank you once again for joining us. Of course. Uh, especially at the last minute. Uh, I know it got a little hectic there, and uh, you know you kind of sprinted home from work to do it. But uh, I appreciate you jumping in. I know Corey does too. And Guardians, we will see you again on Friday morning when the next episode posts. Good night.